Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 68 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals and hump. We're here, finally, the big game. We've been waiting for this one. And uh, two teams that we may have not expected, but how are you feeling? Uh, I'm good, Dalton. Uh, It's uh, definitely the single biggest one-day sporting event in all of sports. Uh, it's a Super Bowl. Uh, if 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 you're not a football fan, you watch it. Uh, if you are a football fan, it's it's the biggest professional sports day of the year, uh, and it's finally it's finally come. Yeah, whether you watch it for the football game, for the new commercials, or even the halftime show, what a great performance and overall experience this is going to be. Now, just like last year, we had your dad, Tory Humphreys, on the show, and we're going to do that again. But before we do that, we got to get some news out the way. Let's talk about the AFC and NFC Championship game because we didn't do that episode last week because we wanted to kind of have it all together at one. So first off, let's start off with the NFC Championship. The Rams and the 49ers and the Rams with the win. 2017, they're going to the Super Bowl. Talking about this game, it was very close. The 49ers had a chance. And they, and they blew it, whether it was a, a game-winning interception that they could have had or just a, an overall performance. Talk about this game and how are you feeling the Rams are going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, Dalton, uh, point blank, simple. Uh, the 49ers, they kind of they kind of blew this one. Uh, they had it in the bag, uh, should have put it away. They had a, had an interception, a, a potential interception late that, that probably would have done it. They dropped that, and as sports typically go, when you miss an opportunity, the other team makes the most of it. Uh, the Rams, the better team, I think. Uh, but, you know, the Rams, they're good. They're, they're, they're a well-rounded team. Obviously, they've got some really big names on defense, got some got some big big names on offense. Cooper Cub with, with arguably the greatest receiving year of all time. Um and you know you've got you've got Matthew Stafford that we'll, we'll get to more of of kind of his story and and what's at stake for these guys when we actually talk about the Super Bowl. But I think the Rams are deserving. Uh, they got hot at the right time and uh, they beat the they beat the 49ers to to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we were talking about this whole season how the Rams were going all in this year. They're signing all the big name guys, and and it's kind of crazy, huh? Because there's been a lot of controversy about this. Because a lot of people are comparing what the Rams did to maybe the Warriors and, and maybe the Heat and the NBA and kind of building this all-star team. So what do you feel about that? Do you think that the the world of super teams are coming to the NFL or or just the Rams made the right decision at the right time? Man, it's the way the NFL is set up, it's not possible uh, to mimic what they're able to do in basketball. And here's why. You can get three guys on a basketball team, and that's that's three out of twelve players. Okay, there's fifty three people on a football roster, so having three or four or five stars doesn't necessarily get you in the Super Bowl. There, 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 you can't you can't say that because if that was true, then the Kansas City Chiefs would be back in the Super Bowl again. Uh, obviously, there are team the Dallas Cowboys. My God, I mean, you, you've you've got 
You've got Trayvon Diggs on defense. You've got Michael Parsons on defense. You've got Demarcus Lawrence on defense. You've got Zeke, Amari, CD, Dak, all these stars, and they lose in the first round of the playoffs. So you can't necessarily say that that it's the same as the Warriors. I do understand the idea behind it because they're trading all these first round picks and la da da. But they're giving up a lot to to make this possible in basketball. The draft's not that important. Free agent is a lot more. Free agency is a lot more relevant. Uh, quick changes happen. Football, it, it's 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 really hard to get to the Super Bowl. It is the toughest sport to get to the top of the mountain. And man, let me say something about this too. I don't think the term "super team" is fair for the Rams for what they did. They signed a Von Miller who was out of his prime. They signed a Odell Beckham who. Kind of people said fell off. Even we did. Said oh, not team, the same teams had given up on him. Yeah, and then Matthew Stafford, a good quarterback, but not somebody like a LeBron James level. Now no. it was something where somehow they get Derrick Henry, and then they sign, you know, maybe like a Julio Jones or Devonte Adams, and they get Aaron Rodgers. Okay, now we're talking like super team, and that debate could come in question. But the people they signed were right fits to the offense and the defense, but were players that were just kind of off the radar or or were good and kind of having their their last run with the Rams and. I'm excited to see people like like Odell Beckham potentially win a ring, like Matthew Stafford, Andrew Whitworth. He's been playing the NFL forever, and he's you know I think he's in his 40s now. So yeah, they went all in, but uh, it, it got him the Super Bowl, and that's what was important. But also, okay, the Rams' best offensive player is an FCS receiver. Uh, okay, so he he's he does he's not he doesn't have stardom around him. I'm not saying he's not a star. I'm saying he wasn't an Alabama receiver that they traded for or something like that their best defensive player was a late round draft pick from Pittsburgh that no one really knew about in college Aaron Donald so I think the Rams are just made they just made this year work and that's why they're in the Super Bowl yeah now next up we have the AFC championship and talking about making it work Bengals and the Chiefs and uh you know it, it came down to the wire and it was looking like the Chiefs may have a shot but in the end, the Bengals got it done, and America's team, America's quarterback, <laughs> Joe Burrow, going to the Super Bowl, 27-24 home, talking about this game. And, uh, you know, they didn't want to be called underdogs, but it definitely is an underdog story. The Bengals get the win. Man, uh, another another situation where I truly feel like the team that, that should have won or could have won blew it. Uh, the Chiefs had it. Uh, you know, if they – I definitely think if they score – at the end of the first half, if they score a touchdown right there, it's over. The lead is too big for the Bengals to overcome. Uh, you know, I, obviously this guy is the reason they are in the position that they are and 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 had a chance to go to their third Super Bowl in a row. But Patrick Mahomes, he kind of folded in the second half. Uh, he, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say he choked, uh, but he he did not play to the best of his abilities. Uh, and that happens. That That's why football is, is the best game because – Everything is on a one-game basis. You don't get any second chances uh, today. Or that day was was the Bengals' day. Joe Burrow had the Chiefs' number in that second half. Uh, and, you know, for it, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, really exciting for a team that only had two wins, I think, two years ago. Six wins in two years. Man, Joe Burrow wow. tears his ACL. He said, don't count me out. I'm going to be back. And, and he did it. He's back. And just a really cool moment for the Bengals. I always joke around and say America's team, America's quarterback – because everyone likes an underdog, and, and whether they think they are not, they are the underdogs. It's been a while since the Bengals have been in a Super Bowl. But it's here, it's time, and and we get the matchup, the Rams versus the Bengals. Two quarterbacks that are highly liked. So this isn't really a matchup. I think at this point, 
I want either team to win. I'm happy. It, I just want everybody to have fun. Yeah. I just, I just want it to be a fun game. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I think it's time. We get to it, and uh, we give your dad a call, and we, we get ready to have our, our special guest for the Super Bowl. Well, like we said, you can't have a Super Bowl episode without Hump's dad. Tori Humphreys, how are you feeling today? I am doing great, guys. Uh, hey, before we get started, uh, it's been about a year, I guess, since I was on the show, and uh, I didn't really keep up with you guys this last year. Did anything big happen to you guys in the last year? It's funny that you say that because yeah. me, and, me and Dalton actually had the conversation before uh, this episode today about we were thinking about, you know, when when was the last time you were on? Obviously, it was the Super Bowl episode. Um, yeah. Last Super Bowl, we were uh, getting really excited about a, a certain football season. Uh, yeah, that, that how did we, that go? How did that season go? Well, I, I, I hear that, that we actually won the national championship uh, and then and then went on to win 22 games in a row. Uh, and so, well, uh, I, I tell you, in all seriousness, let me, let me uh, publicly thank both of you guys for uh for taking us on the ride of a lifetime well uh, that's funny because that's what i wanted to start off before we talk super bowl before we talk nfl you know i always like asking you personal questions being a dad being humphrey's dad and the first question of course is a national championship win we always ask guests how they were feeling as a fan and you know i asked my mom but for dad for seeing your son get it done and win the national championship what was that feeling like and the time went out. Everyone was running. I know Ryan was uh, in the stands and he was crying already instantly. What was it feeling yeah. for you after everything went down? Well, it um, it was surreal. I mean, I can remember every moment, every second of it. And for me, the immediate first feeling was uh, just uh, I just I mean, I just saw him as a as a seven year old kid. You know, I saw him and all the work he's done since then, and just. He won everything growing up, and it, you know it felt like that. And then I just realized, man, how many hours, how many times you guys had gotten out of bed and lifted weights and ran and all those things, and it just, man, it really hit me. I can still feel the chills on my arms talking about it right now. Um, but you know, I was just, I was just so happy because it is just so rare in life that that you set your goal on the ultimate mountain and you're able to be a part of a team that achieves that. It's just, it's just so rare. Uh, and so, you know, for me, I almost felt like, okay, God, I, man, I've accomplished, you know, Hey, I've seen everything I need to see, man. Everything else is great. <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was so much fun and it was so gratifying. And, and I think, I think coach Keeler, nailed it when he talked about immortality because that's what it is you know and I, I told Ryan that week one thing that I told Ryan was this is a first paragraph day and what I mean by that is 80 years from now when you guys pass away and they put they put your obituary in the paper the first paragraph is going to say he was a member of a national champion uh, so it's, it's a big deal well and I, I you know talking about the 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 first paragraph thing the rarity of you know we've we've been alive for whatever 20 years or so you've already had a moment in your life that yeah you're you're probably i'm not saying that we're not going to have better times or or better moments in our life but this is certainly going to be uh one of the options when when thinking about what's what's the best thing or best day that's ever happened to you 
Right, right. Well, and, and the, the key thing is, Ryan, you, you two young men, that the best thing is you guys are going to go on and have successful lives in business and fathers and husbands. And so this is just going to be a great part of that. Uh, it's, it's just going to be a great story to tell along with all the successes you guys are going to have in your lives. And then another question, uh, you know, we talked about the success and the happiness, but there's also the other side of it. And, uh, of course, we've already talked about Ryan retiring as a football yeah. player, as an athlete. And being his dad, you probably had an idea early that it was going to be his last yeah. game, his last season. So after the loss to Montana State, and you kind of knew this was Ryan's last game, what were you feeling? Because, like you yeah. said, seeing him as a 7-year-old kid, you were his coach for such a long time. You were his biggest yeah. fan. And finally, this was his last game, his last time stepping on the field. What were the emotions going on for you? Yeah, uh, they were significant. Uh, to be honest with you, I was uh, I was really fighting back. Um, uh, my instinct really was to be selfish there because I felt sad for myself that it was over. Uh, I figured it out one time. Ryan's played six hundred and something games in sports. You know, baseball, basketball, track, whatever, football, and everything. Uh, I missed one game in his entire life, uh, and that was on a Saturday morning. Uh, pool game and a baseball game but uh so you know once i got i I tried to get rid of the selfish part really quick and realize what it meant for him uh and and to just be there for him um you know as i as the night went on and as the next day hit me i realized that man any you know any sadness that i have about him not playing anymore is is really is, is really selfish because uh, really need to focus on how what a what a what a unicorn type existence that I got to live through my son uh, to to see him succeed and 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 all the fun that he and I that it bonded he and I together uh, and he's healthy you know thank thank the good Lord he's healthy no major injuries he walks away from it uh, and so uh, you know for him and for he and I as as, as a father son it's. Let's go tackle the next thing. You know, what, what else is on the horizon? And so, uh, uh, yeah, it was emotional, emotional. But uh, but if he's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough scene for me being his friend and, and seeing him in that fourth quarter when we kind of knew that the game was, was pretty much over and just seeing Ryan's emotions. It was a lot. It was a lot yeah. for a fan and it, for like me. And then, of course, being around Isaac, uh, one of the seniors, that you could just yeah. tell it was over. It, it, it was tough. But the cool thing is now you get to watch more football games with Ryan. Of course, you're going to come to the Sam <laughs> game. Of course, I hope to see y'all at College Station for the first game against A&M. That's, that's a big yeah. one. And so uh, you get a lot, a lot more fun experiences. That's going to be exciting. But you know, enough yeah. of the sad talk. We got, uh, we got some Super Bowl stuff to cover. And uh, before we do that, we have a couple topics we want to hit. And the first one is the Pro Bowl. Now, the Pro Bowl this year uh-huh. it, it went down, and it kind of turned into a, a touch football game. It, it was a little bit awkward, a little bit boring. Uh, I think AFC got the win. I, I ended up turning off the game. Right. But for someone like you who's been watching the NFL for a while, I know you've been watching Pro Bowls. What's your feeling about oh, this? Yeah. Do you think do you think Pro Bowls should just kind of move out and they just give the award or should it become a flag thing? What do you think about the Pro Bowl and, uh, you know, just your overall reactions to this year's game? Well, uh, I'm sure my reaction is like everybody else's. It, it was terrible. Uh, it is a touch football type environment, but but the reality is um, just basic economics have changed that game. Uh, when I was growing up, and, and obviously before me, uh, the Pro Bowl was a big deal because it might have been a check for 
you know, the winner got 8000 and the loser got 4000 or something. And so it was a big deal to win that game for the extra money. Um, uh, as obviously salaries have gone up and these guys are making millions and millions with endorsements and stuff, that doesn't matter to them anymore, that, that one game. And so, uh, you know, it's past time. Uh, it was always cool in Hawaii because the Hawaiian fans, it was a big deal to them, and they really rolled out the red carpet. And, and uh, uh, but, but it's past its time. Uh, you know, I, I like, I actually like the little, the little contest that they have, you know, the, the dodgeballs and the fastest guy and all that stuff is kind of neat to me. But, um, yeah, uh, and so many guys opt out of it anyway now. So it's it's really past its time uh, to uh, to be a a useful uh, thing for anybody. Well, and I think I think that you know there's two ways to look at it. Yeah, okay, we want to see the the best players you know going as hard as they can against each other. But at the same time, look, let's take two diehard Cowboys fans like ourselves. If Michael Parsons tears his ACL trying to tackle somebody in the dang yeah. Pro Bowl, we're going to be pretty pissed. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No um, doubt. So uh, I, I, I almost think that it's to the point, you talked about the money thing, and you're exactly right. I think it's to the point where you 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 designate people as Pro Bowlers because that's important. Right, sure. Um, sure. But, man, let's just have, let's have a week-long just awesome skill events like they did in the early 2000s you know strongest yeah, man yeah. uh yeah. so you could throw it the farthest most accurate like all these all these really competitive uh competitions and, and put put money incentive behind them um here's here's another idea how about the president of the pro bowl the two worst teams play each other for, for the, the first pick for the number the one pick i saw that on twitter and yeah honestly I love that. That is pretty cool. That that would definitely uh, change tanking. Um, yeah. Or, or I guess you might tank to get into that game. Um, here, here's the here's the negative about that, and Dalton can chime in on this. But let's say let's take last year for instance. Okay, Trevor Lawrence is, is going to be the number one pick. All right. Well, why why wouldn't the Jaguars quarterback? Why wouldn't he just suck in that game so that so that they don't get the number one pick? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I guess I guess all that all that stuff's possible. Uh, that's a good point. Um, yeah, well, there's and I was gonna I was gonna say that um, before Hump said it, but just with the teams having people that need to be filled, definitely I could see the the players not liking it. They you know, you're you're playing for your position to be taken. It, it, it wouldn't work out, but I, I hope it would be a competitive game. It would be exciting. Uh the next thing I want well, to talk about you, go ahead. I, I gotta get I gotta give the NFL credit on one thing that they started this year that was really, really neat. Uh or it's the first I've heard of it. I, I think it's probably this year was the first year. They uh so the staffs of the two worst teams are the coaches. Okay, that's how they do it. Well, they started this year where um, the head coaches had to be some had to be a non coordinator on your staff, and so like the running backs coach for the for the Lions was the head coach, and the tight ends coach for the Jets was the head coach for the other team. So it's a good opportunity to get those guys some experience. Uh, so I do like that aspect. Yeah, I saw it too, and they were interviewing Dan Campbell, and they even said like, "Wait, is that, that this is for the is that for the Senior Bowl or the Pro Bowl?" 
no, I'm sorry. That's right, Ryan. That's is it the senior, senior bowl? I thought that's that was right. a senior bowl, which I thought is awesome. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, the Packers were the – right, yeah. Pa- yeah, it's the t- – I think the Pro Bowl is the two highest-seeded teams that didn't make the Super Bowl. And then what you're talking about is the senior bowl, which yes. we've talked enough about the Pro Bowl. Let's talk about Jaquez Ezzard and Zion McCollum in this, yeah. week's, in this week's senior bowl. Yes, uh, I'll tell you what, Jaquez, the, the first one, uh, the NFLPA Bowl out at the Rose Bowl, man, Jaquez put on a show. Um, I mean, he was he was arguably the best player on the field. And I, and I think, you know, he only had one catch in the Senior Bowl, but I think the, the biggest thing in that is that he got invited after the yeah. NFLPA Bowl, so that says a lot. And then the, the, the big, you know, highlight play that he made – he had a great one-on-one catch against Leon O'Neal, safety from Texas A&M, who then, who then got safety of the week uh, at, yeah. at the Senior yeah. Bowl. So that says a lot about Jaquez. Well, and I, I heard uh, I heard Dan Campbell talking, and he said that the game was cool and that's important, but the scouts, all the NFL scouts, they're really coming to watch the practices every day. Yeah, and and seeing so I know Jaquez did well, and I know I know uh, Zion did well. Yeah, I heard a lot of great things about Zion. Uh, unfortunately, in the game, he did get – there was one play where he got burnt by North Dakota State's receiver. Yeah. I think it's hilarious yeah. that, of course, it'd be North Dakota State. But overall, he sure. had a great week of practice. Now, Tori, yes. my question for you, in your opinion, what rounds do you think Jaquez and Zion can get in? Do you think maybe on undrafted free agents, a training camp yeah. invite? But where do you think those two could fall after good performances in the bowl games? Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, uh, obviously, I've followed drafts for, for 50 years. Uh, you know, the thing about Zion, his measurables are just really good. You know, forget forget that he's a, gr- a good player and had a great career and all that stuff. You know, he's a 6'2", 6'3", cornerback that has great speed, great agility. You know, he, so he's, he's going to be on some boards if he was not the greatest cornerback, okay? But he is a very good cornerback, so... I honestly could see him just because of that, uh, you know, him getting taken, uh, you know, maybe on that second day in the fifth round or something like that. Um, Jaquez is kind of the opposite. You know, he doesn't have the measurables, the big height and the big whatever. You know, I don't know his speed. I know he's fast, but he's not, you know, he's not Ife fast. Um, But the thing about that guy, as you guys well know, uh, I would pretty much put him against anybody. If I had to have somebody to make a catch, I would take him pretty much over anybody. Um, so I'm not sure about him. You know, if he if, if somebody really, really uh, studies what that guy does when the lights are on, you know, he should be drafted for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I do know this, whether, whether, whether they're drafted or they sign – I think both of them will have a legitimate shot to to, uh, to make a roster and have an impact for sure. Well, and you talk about Jaquez, he doesn't necessarily have the measurables. Uh, we all joke that none of us really know how fast Jaquez right. actually is. I I I don't know if he's going to run a four four or a four six. Uh, what I do yeah, know, how fast he is. He's fast. Fa- he's faster than he's the guy enough. in front of him. <laughs> he's enough. That's yeah, what he is. exactly. He he seems to always yeah. be behind. Whoever is covering him, uh, and and really, and that's similar to like a Davion Davis. I don't think Davion yeah, yeah. was just uber fast, uh, but he yeah, no, he no. always he always seemed to make it work. And yeah, you can't forget no too with Jaquez, 
It's his punt return game. Yes. And uh, even yes. if he doesn't yes. get picked as a receiver, he did yes. well in, in the in the PA Bowl with his punt return yards. And uh, he only had one in the Senior Bowl, but the fact that he was still taking punts is, is good. And the cool thing yes. about Zion is, and this goes credit to Sam Houston and their defense, is how good he is in man coverage. And uh, that, oh, yes. that is definitely yes. something that NFL teams look at is how good you can you be one-on-one on an island in man, in press, when you have big guys like DK Metcalf. Can he press a big yes. guy like that? And I think with his stature and with his length, he's going to be able to do that. And that definitely it will look good on, on a board and look good to scouts and hopefully it will look good for the draft. Oh, you bet. You bet. And, I mean, you know, NFL rosters – are so tight. I mean, you can only take 53 on, on a game day. And if you've got a guy that like like Quez that can maybe be a punt returner and a receiver or a kick returner, I mean, that helps. That, that's big time. But uh, next up, I want to talk about kind of going back to the NFL. We had some big news, and, and it was announced, and then it wasn't announced, and it was announced again. And that's Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is officially yeah. retired, officially, officially this time. So uh, as a lifelong football fan, and you know, me and Humphreys grew up, or me and Ryan, you're both Humphreys now, but me and Ryan yeah. both grew up with Tom Brady, and it's weird yeah. for us, but you he was in the NFL for most of your fanhood. What is that feeling for you, uh, having the GOAT finally hang it up? Oh, man, you know, I'll tell you a funny side story to that, and Ryan will back me up on this. For, for about 16 of Ryan's first 16 years, he and I would always have conversations who was the best ever this and whoever was the best ever this. And we always had, you know, talks and everything. And, and when we got to quarterbacks, I would never say anyone but Roger Staubach. I would, I would refuse to talk about anyone else. He'd go, Dad, I know, but what about so-and-so? Now Roger Staubach's the one. That was always my answer. Uh, and obviously I love Staubach. But, uh, but Brady, uh, you know, numbers don't lie. Longevity don't lie. Uh the dude is the goat. He is the best ever, uh, and that's, that's hard for me to admit because I don't I don't like that. But he is, um, you know. And as far as him retiring, you know, good for him, man. Good that he that he walks away healthy. Uh, you know, I'll, I've always said, you know, Father Time's undefeated. Father Time's going to win. Now it Brady took it to overtime a couple of times. I think <laughs> Father Time, but uh, he he did the right thing. I mean, he's. You know, he, he, he arguably maybe had his best year ever this year, and so that's incredible. Uh, and, you know, you're not going to see another Tom Brady. You know, as great as Patrick Mahomes is and all those guys, I'm just telling you guys, he's not going to win seven Super Bowls, okay? That's not going to happen. Uh, so it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And how old does it make you feel that not only Tom Brady, but Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Big Ben, Phillip Rivers – that whole little group of quarterbacks that came in and dominated the NFL for such yeah. a long time, that's gone now. We even look at the Super Bowl now, and Matthew Stafford's a little bit older, but Joe Burrow and, and Patrick Mahomes was in the uh, NFC, yeah. AFC Championship, and then Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, that you're seeing this new age of quarterbacks come in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, of course, you know, me, my age, I've seen it before. You know, I've seen I've seen the Stallbacks and Bradshaws and Greasies and all those guys retire at the same time. And then the, then the Montana Marinos and Elways, you know. So, yeah, no doubt. So, uh, talking about the young quarterbacks, this is a big question for you as your, your NFL, your prowess and how smart you are. With the future of all these young quarterbacks, you have Burrow, you have Prescott, you have Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, all these guys, at the end of the day, who do you think will have the best career overall when they retire? When all these group, when this group of quarterbacks retire, in your opinion, who do you think will have the best career? 
Well, so much of it is going to depend on where they are, what franchise they're at, uh, what coaching staffs they have. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, are, 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 are they going to put people around them that are successful? Are, are the owners going to spend the money, you know, stuff like that? So if I had to pick one right now, uh, I, I'm going to say Mahomes, because, A, because he's already been to two Super Bowls, and he's already got a championship, and uh, he's, he's at an organization that, that uh, uh, you know, has shown a penchant for going out and getting big guys and stuff. You know, Burroughs is incredible, what he did at college and what he's doing now. What Burroughs has got working against him is 60 years of history as the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, an organization that, that historically will not spend money and will not make good decisions. But but certainly he's he's incredible. Um, I love Dak. You know, I, I know there's a lot of Dak haters and stuff like that, but I love Dak. I think Dak's incredible. Uh, I think Dak uh, has a chance to to go get a Super Bowl or two, uh, but we'll see. Um, and, you know, Lamar, I don't know. I think Lamar is incredible, but I think I think Baltimore's got a little age on them. I think I think their team as a whole has got a little got some years on them. And Ryan, what do you think? Uh, who do you think? Do you agree with your dad that Mahomes lend up, or you know you're always a big Josh Allen guy? Do you think he'll step up and eventually yeah, take over? Yeah, about Josh. Yeah, and even Justin Herbert. There's a player like him who you know yeah. with the right pieces, the Chargers can have potential to be a Cincinnati Bengals like team. Well, you and I, we we uh, we had a conversation the other day where we made a top ten of the remaining quarterbacks in the NFL uh, under a certain age. Uh, and, and when you break it down from an NFC, AFC standpoint, the NFC is terrible. Uh, yeah, I yes, mean, it, it's yes. awful. Uh, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray are, are leaps and bounds yes. the best on that side of things. Uh, I mean, it's bad. Now, the AFC is freaking loaded. Uh, there, there's That is going to be so competitive. I think the easy answer is Mahomes. He's already been to two Super Bowls. He, he'll he'll go to another one, maybe two or three. But you've got guys like Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar, Mac Jones, uh, Joe Joe Burrow, Tua, Trevor Lawrence. I, I mean, those guys are gonna have success. Uh, it, it's I, I just I, I think I, I don't I don't know that it's possible that you're gonna have just a dominance of of like a Tom Brady level and and not even not that level but not even close to that level because I think it's so it's so hard and it's so competitive in the AFC uh and, and that makes me think that a guy like Dak if if the Cowboys can figure things out and and we can continue to put pieces around him he's going to have an easier road than a guy like Mahomes or Josh Allen yeah no doubt i mean the NFC, like you said, with all those guys in the last, if you take the last two years of guys that have left, uh, I mean, it's really Dak and, and Kyler and, and Russell Wilson on, on one leg. Yeah, and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers, who might be on his way out. Yeah, freak. He's a freak anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a player that I want to mention, and, you know, he's got a lot of controversy surrounding him, but I put him at my number two on my list was Deshaun Watson. And I understand with everything going on, we don't even know if he's going to be on the NFL team ever again. But if he does, just what he was able to do with a a pretty bad Texans team and the overall ability he has, I definitely see him being a player that whatever team he can fit into, he will definitely mold with them and be able to do a lot of things now. Like I said, he's got to get over this hump of the allegations and everything going on. But if he can get back to where he was, I think he's a big threat to whatever team he's going to be on and whatever team he's going to play. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the problem with him is I don't I don't know that we're any closer to finding out today than we were nine months ago. Yeah, you know, he, as far as he, what's going on with everything. He's got a lot of things going on. We always try to cover him, but right now it's just kind of gone silent. But before we kind of dive yeah. into the, the whole of the Super Bowl, we have to take, gotta take a break for a second because we got an ad. So, Hump, take it away, and uh, let's hear what we got to say. You know, I'm the professional ad reader uh, <laughs> around here. Uh, Don, do you want to make some money? I do. I do want to make some money. Well, how about you invest uh, in an exciting asset that's outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% in the last 25 years? Don, I'm talking about art, okay? Masterworks is the new investing app that lets you invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol without needing millions of dollars. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art/believe. B-L-E-A-V. How's that sound, Dalton? Man, let me tell you, with everything going on, with all this investing stuff, I think it's time I kind of dive into that world because what, what's up, what's going on with the metaverse and the NFTs and all that? I don't know, but all I know is a picture can make me a lot of money. So Picasso art, that's definitely something that I should invest in. T Hump, he he knows all about stocks. He's kind of passed that on to me. We we understand the stock market, but I think the money right now, at least at least in this generation, is cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. metaverse, <laughs> NFTs, and and apparently. This art uh, stuff is a big deal. You be careful with that, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did uh, you see that Odell put? I think I don't know. Oh yeah, much. yeah. His his Rams contract was all like in cryptocurrency, and it was worth like seven hundred thousand, yeah. and now it's like three hundred. Yeah, it, it all went down just because the stocks went down. So it's kind of a risky place right now. But if it works, it works, and that's definitely the place. Well, I'm gonna go if I want to start that. But maybe I should get out of football first. You, you <laughs> yeah. never really know the NCAA yeah. and their rules, but. We got to talk about the Super Bowl, and we kind of already touched about it, but we want to hear Tori's opinion. We have the Bengals and we have the Rams. Did you see this? Of course, we didn't see the Bengals coming, but how do you feel about the Rams the whole season? They started off strong, they were a favorite for a while, and they kind of dipped, and then they had a great playoff run. But did you see the Rams making it? And what about the Bengals? Yeah, uh, you know, the Rams are interesting. Um, people forget that uh, three years ago, the Rams were in the Super Bowl. Uh, and obviously McVay is a stud, that their coach is a stud, he knows what he's doing, uh, and they went and got some pieces. Now, historically, I can tell you, when when you try to bring a bunch of all-stars from other teams, big-name guys, and put them together, you know, historically, it doesn't work, uh, LeBron, Lakers, but uh, <laughs> uh, I will say that, that – uh, uh, I think I think I think Sean McVay was a just absolute godsend to uh, to Matthew Stafford. I think he was the perfect guy uh, to to coach Stafford. And so yeah, they're they're good. They're talented. Um, I don't think as a whole, historically speaking, I don't think either one of these are great teams. Uh, if you compare them to other Super Bowl teams, they're not. These are not great teams. Uh, the Bengals are so cool because their best players are really young. Uh, and that's the cool thing about them. That was the Cowboys teams of the 90s. Uh, in 92 and 93, when they won, they were the youngest teams in the NFL, which made it cool. But um, 
Burrow's the real deal. Uh, obviously, Jamar Chase is the real deal. Mixon's having a big year. Uh, so, no, I, w- I would not have picked either one of these teams to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, but not, not shocked that uh, uh, because I just don't think there were great teams out there this year. Uh, really good teams, but not not dominant teams. And uh, speaking on Matthew Stafford, this is a question that me and Ryan have talked about a while, but I want to hear your opinion on it. When If Matthew Stafford wins a Super Bowl, is he a Hall of Famer? If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, is he still a Hall of Famer? Uh, you want me to answer that? Yes. Uh, if he does not win a Super Bowl, he is not a Hall of Famer. No, no. And, and here's the reason. Uh, the, the thing is, stats are so skewed with with the advent of five wide and spread it and throw it down the field. You know, terrible teams are throwing for 5,000 yards. Uh, and so stats are just not going to get it much, very much longer, you know, just where the stats are so crazy. Uh, but I would say, I would say unless, unless Stafford makes another couple of trips or whatever, uh, if he loses, no, he's not, to me, he's not a Hall of Famer. If he wins, uh, the list is not very long of quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls that, that don't eventually get in. Well, and I, you know, Dalton and I, we, we've we've had this same conversation so many times. But, you know, you put these four guys in a room. Uh, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. He's going to the Hall of Fame, okay? Wow. Big Ben, he won two Super Bowls. He's going to the Hall of Fame, all right? Tony Romo yep. didn't win any Super Bowls. I'm not so sure that he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Philip Rivers. No, and, 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 and honestly, he's probably better than both those guys. Well, and that's what I'm getting at. Philip Rivers – no Super Bowls. No. I don't know that he's a Hall of Famer. And I, I honestly think both of those guys are better than Big Ben and yeah. Eli Manning. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, the quarterback's judged just, it's just judged differently. Uh, fair or, you know, right or wrong, it just is. And so, especially Stafford with, you know, his, his career win loss record's got to be terrible being with the Lions all those years. Uh, and so he, he needs a Super Bowl to get in, I think. And then uh, talking about can you know, continue on the Rams because it seems like with the Bengals it's kind of a win-win for them because if they lose this game you know what they made it and they did it it was a good run if they win this game you know congratulations they they surprised everybody but the Rams there's a lot of expectations especially with all the people they signed but for Sean McVay how much pressure do you have as a coach given that the last time you came it, it didn't turn out well and you built this super team to make it here how much pressure does Sean McVay have to get this win? Well, he, I, you know, I, I, I'm to be as successful as he is at this level. There's no doubt. I'm sure he is an incredibly fierce competitor, and the pressure he's putting on himself is massive. Uh, but from an outsider looking in, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see that he really needs a lot of pressure on himself. He's however old. He's thirty something years old. Uh, if, if he loses Sunday, you know, he's made two Super Bowl appearances, and he's got. Uh, he, he's got, uh, I'm sure he's got a blank check to do what he thinks is right with that team. And so I don't know that he's under a lot of pressure uh, from the outside, but but you don't get to where he is without without putting a lot of pressure on yourself. You uh, you talk about his age, uh, and there's actually a fun fact around that. And, and, and the Cincinnati Bengals head coach, this is the youngest combined head coaching age for a Super Bowl uh, of all time. It's the first time that both head coaches of both Super Bowl teams 
uh, are under the age of 40 years old. That's that's pretty wow. that's pretty remarkable. That is pretty remarkable. Did you see that? Uh, I know you did, but uh, Sean McVay beat out uh, Calvin Johnson for high school athlete of the year in Georgia, their senior year. Yes, I, uh, I, me and Dalton both did see that, and that that's incredible. <laughs> given that Calvin Johnson is is one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, yes, he is, no doubt. Yeah, but we talked about we talked about last episode, and we had a whole little section on this about how the coaching world is kind of changing. We're we're losing those Bill, you know, Bill Belichick's still coaching, of course, and Andy Reid, but we're losing those old school coaches, and we're getting yeah. a a Matt Lafleur, a Sean McVay, a Kyle Shanahan, where it's a an interesting offense and everything going down, and it seems like just like with the quarterbacks, there's a new age of coaching coming in, and yeah. a lot of influence from college football is kind of getting into the game, and, and you're seeing it every day, and so kind of the power run teams, the the fullback ran teams, they. They just seem to be dying slowly and slowly, and we're going to have a team that that uses a slot receiver in every position that motions everybody around. And so it's interesting yeah. to watch the change of the NFL, and you're going to see this in the Super Bowl with the Bengals and the, and the Rams, especially with the Rams and how Sean McVay switches everything up and tries to confuse the defense. It's kind of like playing chess a little bit. Well, uh, you know, you've heard this a million times, but the NFL is a copycat league, and over the last three years, who's been the best team? Well, it's been Kansas City. What do they do? Well, here's what they do. Uh, and so that's what that's what teams are trying to do right now. If if Tennessee reels off a couple Super Bowls with Derrick Henry, then you would see that change somewhat. I can I can assure you. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's wide open right now. So next up, I want to talk about, and it's cool that we have both Humphreys here, and that's fantasy football. And uh, this might be a tough subject for you, Tory, because. In the walk-on league, you know, you had a dominant season the entire way, and everyone kind of suspected that you were going to be the guy, that you were the, the grizzled vet, and then the, the back half, you, you took a loss to, to my team, and then finally in the Super Bowl, with probably one of the greatest fantasy football performances I've ever seen, you lose to a team that, that scores so many points. How did it feel to, to take that loss in the Super Bowl after pretty much dominating the whole season? Well, I think my record was what? 15 and 2 or something like that. Uh, it, I think I think I scored about 400 points more than the second place team. Um, so, you know, all I can do is have the best guys and make the best decisions all year long, which is what I did. You get the Super Bowl, that league that y'all set up allowed for just massive uh, waiver acquisitions the morning of Super Bowl Sunday. And so the guy that I played had four guys that had never been on his roster on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, am I bitter? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, uh, but that's fantasy football. Uh, that's all you – you know, you, you played in the last game. You, if you're still in the last game, you had a good year. So, uh, no, congratulations to that guy. And it was really fun that you guys did that. And, and it was uh, – it was uh, awesome to me to just to see, you know, different guys. Some guys, it was their first year ever. Some guys, two or three years. And so it's fun to see what people's thoughts were. And Ryan, in the in this Super Bowl, in the Bengals and the Rams, if there was fantasy football going on right now, who is gonna? Who's a guy that you would want to draft? Who's gonna put up the most points between the players on the team? Is it gonna be a Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham, or someone gonna kind of surprise? Maybe a Tyler Higby who kind of gets it done in the end zone. What do you think of fantasy football wise when you when it comes to players playing will have the best impact? Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, me and my dad and a couple of couple of his buddies from back home 
we actually have a playoff fantasy football league uh, where we draft – uh, from the remaining players that are that are still in the playoffs, I'm in the Super Bowl this year uh, against Rusty Harden. Uh, he, he's from Silver Springs, but you know um, Cooper Cup obviously is is having the greatest fantasy football season ever uh, from a receiver standpoint. Uh, you got guys like Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Cam, Cam Akers. Those are going to be your first guys drafted uh, at the quarterback position. I think it's pretty much a toss up between Burrow and Stafford. Uh, you know. Uh, my my random player pick would be Odell Beckham. I I think you could I think Odell Beckham could catch a touchdown or two in this one because of the focus that that is on Cooper Cup. But you know I don't Odell's not my favorite, uh, but he's he's good when he has the ball in his hands, uh, and I, I could definitely see him uh, scoring a touchdown in this one. And Tori, for you know, being a fantasy kind of general and an experienced man in fantasy football, and I asked Hump this, and uh, I'm going to ask you this: What is your strategy for next year, given the players that you saw and the in the injuries that happened? Who are some players that you're looking at that you're interested in? Who do you think is someone that could surprise a lot of people next year in the fantasy world? And and what's your overall strategy going into the next year? Uh, you know, it, for me, it just, it, a lot of it depends on where you fall in the first round. Uh, if if you're early, you do you kind of go one way. If you're late, you kind of go another. Uh, but I, I can I can tell you this that overall, kind of what you said a while ago is true. Uh, the great running back that puts up a lot of big numbers is growing very thin. That there's not many of those, and so. And fantasy-wise, that kind of you, you kind of need to get one of those guys, and so they're still very important early in a draft, just because there's not many of them uh, around. Uh, but um, you know, uh, Derrick Henry has got has got another incredible year in him. Jonathan Taylor's probably enters the season as the best player. Uh, it might would be just off the top of my head. I would not touch Christian McCaffrey with a ten foot pole. Uh, uh, Alvin Kamara is going to have a couple of issues, it appears. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, uh, Alvin Kamara, he'll be playing next year. Just uh, is he going to miss yeah. the first couple of weeks? Yeah, he's going to have some issues. Uh, but uh, you know, um, there's 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 some young studs. Boy, I tell you what, there are some studs. You know, at, at receiver, Jamar Chase is an incredible young guy. Um, I like Kyle Pitts quite a bit. He didn't have great numbers, but he's such a, an incredible athlete for Atlanta. Um, the guy Ryan, your guy at Denver. What's his name? The, the running back at Denver. My my uh, Jonathan Taylor two point Javante Williams. Yeah. Devon, yeah, yeah, great, no doubt, no doubt. And I tell you what, uh, uh, Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell uh, out of San Francisco, both studs. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Javante Williams, Denver might be really special with Aaron Rodgers. Speculation going there. Packers OC gets hired as the head coach. A lot of people think he might go there. So all of a sudden, Denver is becoming a hot commodity when it comes to receiving core. Jerry Judy might put up some numbers, and of course, a run game. Well, the state of Colorado needs to add another weird human, so that'd be good. <laughs> he just kind of he fits into that mold of Colorado. And yeah, don't don't, don't tell good. Isaac that. That'd be good. The coolness factor in Wisconsin would go up tenfold if he left. <laughs> But next up is, uh, and this is something that we did last year, and it kind of shocked me, and of course it didn't shock Ryan because you are the Super Bowl facts master, and I saw it firsthand myself, but 
we have round two, and, and Ryan's got some really good questions this time, and, and hopefully we're going to try to stump you. But uh, Ryan, take it away. It's your time for your trivia. Let's see if he can. Uh, you boys, it's it's not fair. You boys had a whole year to try to figure out how to stump me on stuff. <laughs> well, so. it's uh, if if you're if this is the first Tory Humphrey Super Bowl episode that you're listening to, I'm sorry that you didn't get to experience last year's. Those were a bunch of alley oops to to my man T Hump. This year we are <laughs> stepping it up a little bit. Uh, so if he does miss it, understand that these are. Very tough questions, uh, but I have faith that he'll get them right. Uh, I want to I want to throw this stat out there, something that I uh, kind of mathed up the other day. Give or take, there has been over 14,000 NFL games. In the history of the NFL, there's been 14,000 games. This is only going to be the 56th Super Bowl. Crazy. Listen to that. That is half that is that is half of 1% of all games ever in the NFL. That is how big that this single game is. Super Bowl Sunday, the biggest event of the year. Me and my dad always talk about it. It's the greatest championship in sports. There aren't well, there aren't the second only, chances. Go it's ahead. the only major sport that that somebody that day, somebody's going home a champion that day, no matter what. And all the other sports is, is a series. This was one this is one time. Okay, so we are gonna get to Super Bowl trivia. We're gonna start off with an easy one. Tory Humphreys. Who won Super Bowl thirty three? Super Bowl thirty three, man, that was uh, John Elway over the uh, Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the interesting part about that game that was John Elway's last game uh, in the NFL. Uh, they had won it the year before. Uh, Elway had gone to three Super Bowls in the eighties and got blown out every time, and then. He had about a uh, he had about a ten year hiatus, uh, or maybe not that long, but a six or seven year hiatus from Super Bowls. They get Terrell Davis. They start to rely on Terrell Davis in, in Super Bowl thirty two, and he he dominates. And then thirty three, uh, great. Here's a can, I, can we talk? Uh, can we talk? Uh, what's the word? Can we get a little bit, little bit uh, uh, controversial and something? I'm going to tell you about Super Bowl 33. Uh-oh. Uh, sure. This, this is no. your, this is your segment trivia. Okay, Super Bowl 33. So there was a guy named Eugene Robinson that played for the Falcons. Okay, great player. Had played for, had played for your Packers, mm-hmm. uh, but played for the Falcons this year. And the day of the, uh, the day before the Super Bowl, NFL had the NFL honors, and he was named Man of the Year. Big, huge honor, man of the year. Uh, well, that night, uh, Eugene Robinson gets arrested for solicitation of prostitute. <laughs> yeah, he, he won the man of the year that night. He, he makes a bad mistake, and he does play in the game, but the most famous play of that game was John Elway hitting uh, Rod Smith for about a 60-yard bomb over Eugene Robinson. That is hilarious. I did not know so that. So there you go. There's the story of Super Bowl Thirty Three. Okay, so you talked about that being John Elway's uh, last football game ever, kind of riding off into yep. the sunset. Yep. Here's another easy one. Who uh, who was another Broncos Super Bowl winning quarterback that that played his last NFL football game uh, in in a Super Bowl? Peyton Manning. There you Super go. Bowl Fifty. There you go. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, okay. Super Bowl Fifty. He, so, he rode off as a winner. Next uh, next question. Uh, Again, an easy one, but what is the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history? (laughs) 
Well, it's got to be the 28 to 3. Yeah, and uh, what a, geez, what a crazy game. I, I, I'll never forget the Falcons posting, you know, one more yeah. quarter to go and everyone's getting ready to celebrate Matt Ryan. And what a, what a crazy thing. How different do you think Matt Ryan's career goes if he no, wins this game? It's incredibly different, uh, and and it's it's massively different. Uh, it's like it's the immortality we talk about. But the funny thing about that game that I always remember the best about that is uh, so that's Super Bowl um, fifty one. Okay, that's the year after Peyton had retired, and Peyton is they right after that game they do a skit on Saturday Night Live. And it's basically Peyton Manning going over to his buddies watching the game. Okay, he's watching the, the, the Patriots and the Falcons. Well, there's this whole unwritten thing about Peyton doesn't really want Brady to win because he didn't want to, he didn't want Brady to be better than him. And so the first half, Peyton is up. They're rolling. Peyton's like drinking beers and throwing nachos, throwing the football around. Everything's great. And then the second half, when New England comes back, Peyton's sitting over in the corner sulking. <laughs> he breaks the TV. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's got to be twenty-eight-three halftime. That's got to be it. Okay, next question. Now, now we're going to ramp it up a little bit. Uh, we, uh-huh. We've got we've got a couple more questions that are that are much harder than those. Okay. okay. Super Bowl fifty-six. Joe Burrow could become the first Heisman Trophy winning FBS national champion Super Bowl quarterback of all time. Okay. Okay. But two other quarterbacks have won an FBS national championship and a Super Bowl. Who are those two quarterbacks? Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Um, let me think about that. Did did Brady, as a non-starter, win one? Uh, no. no. Okay. The, these okay. Two, the, uh, it's it's not a trick question. These two guys are starting starting college quarterbacks starting. NFL quarterbacks. Okay. okay, give me a second. I can tell you this: there are other, there are two other guys that have won a Heisman, a um, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. There are two other guys. They weren't quarterbacks, though. That is correct. Joe Joe Burrow would become the first quarterback, however. Yeah, Dorsett and uh, Charles Woodson. Uh, okay, so let me see. Let me let me go down in my head real quick. They, so so they. They have to have won the Super Bowl, won the Heisman. No, and no, not not won the. They did not win a Heisman, but won the Super okay, Bowl. National championship. I got you. I got you. Okay, give me a second. Let me think about that. Uh, Dalton, could you have gotten this? No, uh, not at uh Looking looking at the answers, I definitely wouldn't even be close. I wouldn't. Uh, Joe Montana. <laughs> that that is one of them. That is one of them. Yep. Joe Montana. Um, don't think he did. I don't know. I'm gonna go Namath. God. <laughs> Joe Namath and Joe Montana. That is yeah. correct. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. and it's also interesting that You'd have three Joes. Uh, three Joes. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Namath. Joe Namath, and, at, uh, Joe Namath, of course, won it at Alabama with Bear Bryant, and then uh, Joe Montana won it at Notre Dame. Yep, that is uh, that is very impressive. Okay, to uh, add to that same question, there is an FCS national champion quarterback that also won a Super Bowl, and that is 
Joe Flacco. That is correct. Our our uh, our beloved Delaware Blue Hens. That's uh, that's now our favorite, or that's my my favorite FCS team. Yeah. Now that the Bearcats are uh, are uh, FBS, now, the Fighting now, Line. There Cowboys. are several. There are several FCS quarterbacks that have won Super Bowl and stuff. They just didn't win the national championship in college. Now, and and who are those? I think maybe we had that same question last year. But if you can go ahead and spit those off for us, well, uh, Phil Sims went to Moorhead State. Uh, uh, Doug Williams went to Grambling. Yep. Uh, some of the, some of the, let's see, let me think here. That may be the only two. So a lot of them have lost, like like Garoppolo, uh, Ken Anderson. So yeah, so there's some FCS representation. There is, there is one more FCS quarterback. Oh, I know Kurt Warner. Uh, yes, yes. He he wouldn't have won an FCS national championship, though, I don't think, right? No, no, but he was right. an FCS quarterback. There is one more FCS quarterback that has won an FCS national championship and a Super Bowl. Uh, he just happened to not start in the Super Bowl that year, and that's Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah, that's right. Philadelphia. Yeah, it's Bill Statue for the backup. Right, right. Okay, and the last question, uh, this is another tough one, but this is the second time – the second time two number one picked quarterbacks have met in a Super Bowl. Who is the first time that that happened? Who were the two quarterbacks? Uh, Peyton and Cam, Super Bowl 50. Peyton and Cam Newton. Uh, That's another one yeah. of those where what happens to Cam Newton's career if he wins that game? Just yeah. two. It's so crazy how all these different storylines yeah. of Super Bowl can change someone's career. Just like in this game, Matthew Stafford winning. Yep. Finally, like shows his career what it was, and if he loses this game, he kind of goes back to is Matthew yep. Stafford an elite quarterback? There's no question about it. No question. History, history is, is filled with those guys just like that. Okay, and uh, and this that that was the last really tough question. This is more of a uh, just uh, for for Funzie's question, and I know you know okay. the answer because you were actually in attendance, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> A Texas yes. high school football legend. Who yes. was his first high school yes. football game against? I was in attendance at that game. Uh, he was a sophomore. He played for Highland Park, and he played. He, their starter had gotten hurt, and he started a playoff game against the Sulphur Springs Wildcats. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, that's crazy. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yep. cool. Yep, I remember it. Well, once again, Torrey Humphreys has proven that he is a Super Bowl trivia master. But uh, next up, we're going to finish this show off. We're going to do some prop bets and then the big one, the pick em. We're going to talk the Super Bowl. But, Hump, to start it off, let's get some prop bets going. The first one is the over-under of the national anthem, 95 seconds. So, Torrey, we'll start off with you. Oh, I'm always terrible at the national anthem thing. So much of it depends on you know who's singing it, who's playing, or whatever. But I'll, I'll go over just because if I was singing it, I would want to make it last as long as I could, you know. <laughs> but I'll go over. Do we know who's who's performing it? Do we know? Uh, I will have to look it up. Well, while you look it up, I know it's a woman. Uh, I'm going to go with the over, especially because at the end they they like to hit that last note and hold it. Uh, I picked the over last time, and I, and I was correct. So I'm going with the over as well just because they like to sit there and, and finish that with the high note or the long the long tone. Country singer Mickey Guyton. 
Okay, Mikey old Guyton. country singer, kind country of. Country singer, I don't know. That, that really could go either way. Because both of you took the over, uh, I will be taking the under uh, in this one. Uh, I, I think, you know, maybe she might she might try to drag it out uh, while she's practicing, but then when the real thing comes, she's going to speed up. That's exactly what happens when you get on live TV. So give me the under, uh, 95 seconds. Um, okay, and to our next prop bet, uh, and I will go first in this one since I went last. Coin toss, heads or tails? Mm, heads this. or tails? And if this was overtime, this would obviously decide the Super Bowl. Right. But we're, ta- right. we're talking right. about we're talking about the uh, pregame coin toss, and I know one I know one quote when it comes to heads versus tails, and that is tails, that tails never fails. Never fails. <laughs> so give me tails, give me tails in this one. Uh, I feel good about that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to agree with Hump. I'm going with Tails. Uh, Tails never fails. It's something I always pick. Uh, it could surprise a lot of people. You could get heads, but I'm going with Tails. Tori, what do you think? I'll go Tails never fails, absolutely. All right, next one we have is which team scores the first touchdown and who is that player? There's a lot of good options, especially with the Rams, so many different weapons, and then the Bengals. Can they run it with Mixon? Is it going to go to Jamar Chase? So, Tori, Who's going to score the first ter- touchdown, and who is going to be the player? Oh, man. First touchdown, who's going to be the player? Um, man, I think you I think you got to go with a guy that's having the greatest statistical year for a receiver ever. I'm going Cooper Cup. Okay, okay, Cooper Cup, Dalton. Man, I, I'm going to go with the Rams as well. And, uh, man, you know I like picking tight ends. Do I go with Tyler Higby? I'm going to go with Odell Beckham. I, I actually he's like been that kind of, uh He's been kind of their end zone guy. He just kind of gets open because Cooper Cup is being covered so well. And their and Rams run game is kind of questionable. So I'm going to go with Odell Beckham, and uh, it's going to be a cool moment. I'm going to give a deeper prediction here. I think that Cincinnati scores first. But I think they kick a field goal. Okay, Evan can't miss McPherson. Mm-hmm. Rams score the first touchdown. And because I am so impressed with him and how he has recovered from an Achilles injury uh, that happened earlier this season, I'll go Cam Akers. First, first, uh, first Super Bowl touchdown this year. There you go. Okay. Over under 550 total yards passing combined, obviously, but 550 yards passing. 225 apiece. Oh, man. So I'm first. I'm first in this one. I man, that that sounds like a lot. Five fifty, but but two twenty five and two twenty five is not terrible. I will take the over in this one. I think Matthew Stafford might throw for close to three hundred, and then I think if if uh, I think if I think if Cincinnati wants to stay in this one, I think they're gonna have to get Jamar Chase, get get a Tyler Boyd, get get those guys the rock. Uh, so I I will take over five hundred fifty yards passing. I'm I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm going the under, and I, we're gonna talk about this after this when we kind of give a little preview of the game. I worry for Joe Burrow and that Rams D line against that very average offensive line. So I'm gonna go with the under here just because I think Joe Burrow might struggle and uh, he's not gonna be able to get the ball off as much. So I'm going under here, but Matthew Stafford's gonna have a good game. I uh, for for kind of the same reason, oddly enough, I'm gonna go over because I think like you. Uh, Joe Burrow, it's going to be there. Aaron Donald's going to cause some problems, but I could see, I could see Mixon having a hundred yards receiving, uh, just on dump offs. 
so I, I think they're I think Burrow get it out of his hand quickly. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be able to run a whole lot, but right up the middle on them like they're used to. And so I'll, I'll take over. Okay, over under forty eight and a half total points scored in this Super Bowl. What do you got? Who's that, me? Yes, you. Oh, I think if you're going to bet the over of 500-something yards passing, you've got to bet the over on the points scored. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's a lot funner bet. I mean, you're in it to the end if you bet the overs. And so uh, so that's what I'll do. That's what I would do. Yeah, kind of going off what you said, I did bet the under on passing yards or total yards. So, Or no, passing yards the total. So I'm going the under – uh, I just think that the Bengals might end up struggling offensively here with that really good Los Angeles defense. Yeah, you know, I picked 550 total yards passing. I picked the over. I'm going to pick 48.5 over as well. Uh, I, think that, I think that if the Rams blow out the Bengals, I think the Bengals will be able to score enough to get this, to get this number over 48.5. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but... Uh, a good, a good offensive game. Yeah. Uh, and for uh, the next to last question, we've got our final score prediction and winner. Uh, so this is this is kind of the uh, the big one, uh, if you will. But I'm going to start off. I am going to go 27-24. 27-24. That's 51 points. 27-24. Los Angeles Rams. Wow. Los Angeles Rams, Super Bowl champs, 27-24. Dalton, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going, man, 21-14 Rams. I think they keep it close, but I just think the Rams are going to – they're just the better team right now. So I'm going with the Rams. And, uh, Tori, before you make your pick, I want to give I want to hear your in-depth look at the Super Bowl. You know, we kind of talked about everything with Joe Burrow struggling potentially, that good defensive line. But talk to me about this game before you give me your prediction. Give me a little preview of what you think. Uh, well, I think that um, I think the Rams have an advantage uh, largely because Sean McVay uh, has been there, done that. Um, and Stafford is a, is a whatever, 12-year veteran, and, and Burrow's obviously a young guy. So they have an advantage starting out. Um, and I told Ryan this, he and I talked about it earlier this week. I think the Rams are the better team. Uh, I don't know that they're a great team, but I think they are the better team. Uh, they're going to cause problems for for uh, the running game for Cincinnati and stuff. Uh, but all that being said, uh, I kind of feel like Cincinnati's kind of got lightning in a bottle. Uh, I've seen this before where teams just, man, I don't know how, how did they win last week? How did they, what, what's their record? I can't believe they won 12 games, whatever. And they just kind of got lightning in a bottle. And, uh, uh, so I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Cincinnati, uh, 27, 24. Um, I think, I, again, I just don't think these are great teams and that opens up the possibility that a second year quarterback can, can do something special. Kind of, kind of Sam Houston Statish uh, last spring. Kind of Sam Houston Statish. It really is. Uh, it really is. The only difference is uh, we did play against great teams. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, and the last, uh, the last prediction, prop bet, whatever you want to call it, question. And we'll start with you. Who is the Super Bowl Fifty Six MVP? MVP man. Let's see, this is 50, so there's been, let me think, there's been, in 55 Super Bowls, there's been 31 quarterbacks win the MVP. 
so that's a pretty high percentage that their quarterback's going to win the MVP. And so if I'm picking Cincinnati, I have to pick Joe Burrow to be the MVP. Uh, man, I've talked about it. Uh, I've said it multiple times. It's going to come down to defense. So I think the MVP will either be Aaron Donald or a two-time MVP Vaughn Miller. Ooh. I think he might. They're gonna. Oh, wow. They're gonna so want to. They're gonna put pressure so on Aaron I mean, Donald. So I think Vaughn Miller is gonna have a chance to kind of shine. He's put up some really good numbers, and I think, I think he comes out and he does it again. There's only been four. Let's see. There's only been four D line to win it, and two of them were in the same game. It was co MVPs. I, I think uh, uh, I think Aaron Donald can cause a lot of problems, but like I said, they're gonna they're gonna want to stop him. He's gonna be the main focus, and it opened up holes for someone like Von Miller to come in and shine. Von Miller, man, if Von Miller gets it, that would be incredible for some for him to get it again. Uh, obviously, no no one that's not a quarterback's ever won it twice. My pick, the boring pick, uh, but I think I think that it's just it's too good of a story to pass up. You played on the Detroit Lions all your life. Uh, never, never had any success there, really. Uh, you get traded, and in the same year, you lead the Los Angeles Rams to a Super Bowl. If the Los Angeles Rams win a Super Bowl, the Super Bowl MVP will, of course, be Matthew Stafford. Uh, naturally, the quarterback always gets the MVP. Uh, if I did have to throw a wild card in there, I talked about it, but I'm going to go Eldell Beckham. Uh, and I And believe me, I am not an Odell Beckham fan, <laughs> but I have a feeling that Odell Beckham will catch a big touchdown in this game, and I, I, I really could see him maybe being a sleeper Super Bowl MVP pick. Well, the, the spotlight will not be too big for Odell Beckham. <laughs> oh, no, no he, uh, he definitely likes uh, when the lights are shining oh, yeah. bright. Well, Absolutely. what a good episode. Super Bowl talk with your father, of course. Tori, any last words before we finish this episode? And Hump? We have, a, we have a couple things we need to announce about what we're going to do the rest of this uh, this Super Bowl week. Oh, that's right. But, yeah, you you go ahead. You go ahead, T-Hump. Oh, hey, I just want to say just it's an honor and a pleasure to be with you guys. And I, I enjoy it every week. I look forward to it every week. And uh, you guys have taken this deal to a, uh, a plateau that uh, is just really, really special. And so thanks for having me. And uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big, big fan. But yes, Dalton, you talked about uh, what the rest of this week holds, and I don't know that we necessarily know uh, exactly what it holds, but this week we will be having a uh, professionally produced live, or not live video, but but in-studio video production of a Super Bowl episode of Walk On Radio. Uh, it's going to be done by Bearcat Sports, Sam Houston... Um, I guess you want to call you know the the video and and communication department. Yeah. It, it's it's it sounds like it's going to be a big deal. So Dalton and I are excited. Uh, one of Dalton's friends from class came to us uh, and, and kind of pitched this idea. Had a lot of interest in football. Had a lot of interest in walk on radio. So gonna have a a full production team. Uh, Dalton and I are going to be on stage. We're going to look all nice uh, with our with our walk on radio polos on. It's going to be the real deal, so we're we're definitely excited for that. Yeah, going to be a good deal. Uh, like like you said, Matilda came up to us. She is doing work study for the Mass Comm Department, and what a cool thing for both of us. She gets her stuff done. We get to do a live episode, or not a live episode, like you said, live studio. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited. But of course, you know, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, leave us a review, and of course, we will see you next time. Enjoy the Super Bowl.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.